I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, December 15th. There will be four candidates on the ballot for the preliminary election for the Quincy Ward 4 Council seat. Joel Bonaventura, James Devine, Matthew Lyons, and Sharon Sintolo have all had their nomination papers certified and will appear on the ballot on January 17th. Former Ward 4 Councilor Jay Davis did not return his nomination papers. The preliminary election will narrow the field to two candidates who will face off against each other in the February 7th final election. The winner will serve out the remainder of the term and can then run for the full two-year term in next fall's city election. There will be early voting and mail-in voting for this preliminary election. Early voting will take place at Quincy City Hall on Saturday, January 7th, and then the following Monday through Friday. Mail-in ballots must be requested from the city clerk's office. They will not be sent out automatically. The deadline to register to vote in the preliminary election is January 7th at 5 p.m. Interfaith Social Services of Quincy says their recent annual Feed the Hungry Gala raised over $390,000 to help stock their food pantry for the winter. More than 350 guests attended the event at the Granite Links Golf Club at Quarry Hills earlier this month and enjoyed an evening of food, beverages, games, and prizes. Some popular activities included carnival-style games such as the snowball toss, wine spin, and cocoa pong. A silent auction also featured a variety of items from trips to restaurant gift cards. The event is a major source of funding for Interfaith's Food Pantry, Mental Health Counseling Center, Thrift Shop, and Homelessness Prevention Services. Interfaith is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. The Friends of Wollaston Beach will host their annual Dick Herbert Memorial Toy Drive tonight from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Hancock Tavern on Hancock Street in Wollaston. The public is invited to donate new unwrapped toys that will be distributed to needy South Shore families by Interfaith Social Services of Quincy. Gift cards and checks will also be accepted as donations. North Quincy High School will host an open house tonight at 6 p.m. for 8th grade students and their families. The open house is designed to help 8th graders decide which high school to attend next year. An open house was held at Quincy High School this past Tuesday night. Police say they are investigating a shooting that occurred overnight in Roxbury. Reported about 1120 last night on Kensington Street. Nobody was taken from the scene. Crews did see what appeared to be a body covered by a sheet in the street. But Boston police have yet to respond to inquiries about the shooting. Shooting took place by the intersection of Elmore Street near Malcolm X Park. Police had cleared the scene as of this morning after spending hours collecting evidence. There was a silver car parked nearby at one point with what appeared to be multiple bullet holes in it. The car has since been towed. It's unclear if any arrests have been made. Some new details are emerging about that man who jumped out a 12th floor window to escape police in Roxbury on Monday. 
37-year-old Michael Perry was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon for the incident that happened at Northampton Street. A judge entered a plea of not guilty on Perry's behalf at his arraignment yesterday. A prosecutor said there was a call for a well-being check for a resident who lives in the apartment where Perry was found. The man had told family members Perry was visiting him on Friday. When police got there, the resident of the apartment was found dead with significant signs of physical trauma. A SWAT team was called in and they observed Perry with a knife in his hand. He allegedly moved aggressively toward officers who then fired foam projectiles at him. Perry then jumped out the window, but his underwear got stuck on the handle, leaving him dangling 12 stories above the ground. Police went to the apartment below, broke the window, and rescued Perry. Perry was held without bail pending a dangerousness hearing later today, and an autopsy is underway on the victim to see if Perry will face any more charges. A man wanted for more than 30 years in connection with the 1991 stabbing of Ismael Racinos Garcia has been captured in Guatemala. Mario Garcia, who was on the state's most wanted list, was found operating a shrimp farm in Guatemala using an alias. Garcia is accused of stabbing Racinos Garcia during a fight at Dean and Bank Streets in Attleboro in November of 1991, when Mario Garcia was 19 years old. The state police violent fugitive apprehension section had long believed that Garcia had fled to a remote area of his native Guatemala. Yesterday morning, an investigative and apprehension team served a warrant on him, who police said tried to escape by running into the water at the shrimp farm. Mario Garcia will be extradited to Bristol County to face charges. Numerous law enforcement agencies participated in tracking him down. For years, fatal drug overdoses have been rising in Massachusetts, but The state reports that in the first nine months of 2022, overdose deaths actually fell, but not by much. From January through September, the state recorded 1,696 overdose deaths. It's about 25 fewer than the same period last year, which translates to a 1.5% drop. The fact there was any reduction is fairly remarkable because, as the state notes, illicit fentanyl is everywhere. Tempering the celebration, though, the fact overdose deaths rose substantially last year in Massachusetts, up more than 9 percent over 2020. Hospital emergency rooms say they are seeing extremely high volumes right now as a lot of people are sick. Coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, gatherings have turned into cases of COVID, flu, and other respiratory issues. At the same time, people with other types of emergencies are dealing with long wait times. Outside the Health Express in Weymouth, people were seen waiting. Just up the street at South Shore Health Emergency Room, it's even busier. Dr. Kelly Lanuti is the Director of Clinical Transformation at South Shore Hospital. She says the volume in the emergency room is extremely high right now. She recommends the self-triage process where you begin with a call to your primary doctor to determine the best place to get help. Most doctor's offices can handle everything from cold and flu to minor injuries. Walk-in urgent care can handle x-rays and stitches for sprains and breaks to more serious injuries. But doctors say the emergency room is always the go-to for life-threatening situations. 
like stroke, slurred speech, weakness on one side, crushing chest pain, or severe shortness of breath. Sasher Health says there may be some waiting even at their walk-ins, but the visits there are typically shorter. An investigation is underway after a 16-year-old driver died in a crash in Stoughton. Emergency crews responded to a crash in the area of Sumner Street near Ryan Road and found a vehicle that had gone off the road and crashed into a guardrail. The driver, 16-year-old Giselle Bettencourt of Stoughton, was pronounced dead at the scene. The area was reopened to traffic yesterday morning. Video from the scene showed debris scattered on the ground next to the toppled guardrail. State and Stoughton police are investigating. Fourteen law enforcement members are facing suspension as part of the state's police reform process. The Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission, known as POST, is in the process of going through the training and backgrounds of thousands of officers across the state to determine if they'll continue to wear the badge. A new database makes the names of recertified officers available to the public. Under the law that created the POST Commission, all police officers in Massachusetts must be certified and then recertified on a three-year cycle based on their last names. Officers with last names starting with letters A through H needed to apply for recertification by July 1st. The recertification process is ongoing. The commission has not released the names of suspended officers or the agencies where they work. Those officers can request hearings to appeal their suspensions. Stepping onto a Forest Hills-bound orange line, Frank Oglesby was greeted by a familiar voice, his own. Oglesby has been doing voiceover work for the MBTA for decades and earned the title as the unofficial voice of the T. But work is underway to phase out the iconic baritone voice for an automated text-to-speech system. Ogilby's journey with the T started in 1985 when he served as an assistant to the general manager. It wasn't until a decade later when the T needed some internal voiceover work done for a training video and Oglesby was asked to step in. When the T revamped the red line around 1995, they needed someone to voice station stops. Oglesby was asked to step in front of the microphone and his voice has been used on the lines ever since. Oglesby officially retired from the T in 2016 after 31 years of service, but he continued to provide voiceover work and recorded his last set of announcements in August of 2020. The T said it has started phasing out Ogilvy's voice as it transitions to an automated system. The T said the change will allow them to provide real-time information to passengers in a way pre-recorded messaging does not. Oglesby says he is staying quite busy, though, with voiceover work and acting jobs. A check of business news this morning, and stocks are down. The Dow lost 273. The Nasdaq sank 150. The S&P lost 42. Shares also skidded in Europe and Asia. The dollar is higher. The euro fell. Oil at $76 a barrel. In sports, the Bruins are home tonight against the Kings at 7. The National Weather Service forecast. Mostly cloudy today at a high 43 degrees. The rain moves in late tonight at a low 27. Wind-driven rain tomorrow 
Maybe some wet snowflakes mixed in, a high of 43. Rain could end as some scattered snow showers on Saturday morning, and clearing later, high Saturday 41, sunny 40 on Sunday. Well, the boater waves 2 to 3 feet, wind out of the northeast 10 to 15, gusting to 25 knots. Small craft advisory goes into effect late tonight. The uh, next high tide, 4.14 p.m. Sunrise, 7.05, set at 4.12. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, December 15th.